Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Fin, and I'm joined once again by our friend, Alex Farling, co-founder at Empath. Alex, how are you today? I'm living the dream, man. How are you? Living the dream? What dream are you living? Well, it's my second day back from a week in Costa Rica. So, you know, it's that it's that crazy, I have to answer all the emails, but uh, but my brain is still mentally on vacation. So life isn't too bad. Hey, the advice I'd give you is uh, when I went on my honeymoon, I set my out of office message as I'm deleting all of these when I get back. So if it's actually important, email me after this date. <laughs> Came that's back, great. Select all trash. Yeah, that's great. I did the uh, I did the whole like we're still in the early founder stage so I can take vacation because I know it's going to be a rocket ship in a year and, and I probably won't take as much time off as I'd like to do. So that's smart. And you didn't get sunburned, which for us redheads is very, very important. There was there was a lot of sunscreen and a lot of umbrellas involved, but uh, but not bad, not bad at all. So Empath, not only does it have a wonderful elephant, uh, really cute looking elephant as its uh, mascot, but it's a, it's an education platform for MSPs. So what's the deal? Why'd you why'd you decide to start that? Well, you know, I think th- there's a few a few different things came together to to kind of cause us to create empath. And one of those is that obviously we have a cybersecurity um, shortage in talent, right? There's just not enough people to fill the job. So, um, you know, you have MSPs who are trying to hire and they can't compete with Facebook and Amazon and Google. They're hiring kids from the Starbucks store. They're hiring kids from the AT&T store and they're trying to upskill them and literally wage cyber warfare with this young, inexperienced crew. And while a lot of vendors have education, none of that education is complete. And I sat down with a, with a great MSP. His name's Eric Woodard. He runs an MSP called ProTech. Really sharp guy. They're a really dialed in MSP. I said, Eric, what does training look like in your MSP? He said, well, I have 67 vendor products and 67 vendor portals. And I only know where to find the logins for three of them. The rest of our training is hip to hip. We take the, guy, the new guy, we attach him to the old guy, and we go, go follow him and learn what he does. And he says, it doesn't work and it's broken. And so what we realized is that we had to build a place where you could bring in the kid from Starbucks and turn him into an account manager or bring in the kid from Starbucks and turn him into a SOC analyst or bring in the kid from Starbucks and turn him into a tier three engineer. But we have to give those people a career path. And in the MSP space today, there's not a single tool out there that helps us really truly career path our employees. There's a lot of folks doing great things with education, right? Pac-8 University, ConnectWise University, all these, all these other folks are, are running their education products and they're great. But they don't actually bring together all of the components that are required for education. And that's what we felt like was missing. We felt like it was a great opportunity to step in and, and do a good thing. Um, Wes and I are both super passionate about education. Obviously, we recently brought Kyle on as well. Um, recently announced Kyle. He's been hanging out in the background with us for quite a long time. We don't want to panic all of his <laughs> consulting customers. Um, but, you know, just we're just three people who are really passionate about uplifting MSPs and, and bringing them to the next level. And we thought this was the next logical step in our own personal journeys to, to do that. I think that makes a lot of sense. and. Something funny to mention is Eric Woodard, just knowing that there are 67 vendors that he works with, that's more information than most partners that I talk to even are aware of. They, hey, how many vendors do you use? 10, Lots. 20, <laughs> yeah. 30? Well, it could be 40. And then it's like, 
all right, well, give me the ballpark. I got a 10 to 60. And you're, That's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to swear that he didn't make up that number, but he was pretty confident. He used it three times in a row with the same number. I'm guessing knowing Eric um, that, that that is a real thing. But the, the point is there's just too much education and it's too disparate and nobody's tying it all together. And so we see a real opportunity to, to help build a career pathway for the employee in an MSP. And, you know, my best account manager at my MSP was an engineer who just wasn't excited about engineering. He came to me and said, I want to do something different. Hmm. And I didn't have a logical way to move him sideways and create that new career for a guy who otherwise was a pretty decent employee that I wanted to keep. And so, you know, it's just, it's something that's been plaguing MSPs for a long, long time. And it's a problem that we think is realistic and solvable. It's going to be a big one, but, uh, but it'll be fun on itself. One of the uh, hidden issues that I'd like to address with, uh, with everyone listening is those 67 vendors. I always tell my employees, I always tell everyone in my life, you should always be aware of conflicting incentives. So those vendors that are providing, if you're taking the education exclusively from the vendors that you're buying from, what are they likely to incentivize you to do? Sell more of their product. Now, if that doesn't create a believable amount, I'm air quoting for those of you who are just listening, or a modicum more cybersecurity, like actual security, very clear the education isn't worth it. However, it's always in the, it'd be always in the back of my head. Am I being taught this because it sells more security or am I being taught this because it's the right way to think about it? Well, and that's a regular talking point at conferences, right? Everybody feels like they go to a conference, they get taught just enough to go, I have to buy that shiny thing. But what we really want is to take a step back and, and I'm going to pick on auto elevate because Adam and I are friends and I can pick on Adam. So we'll pick on auto elevate. If I go to auto elevate and say, Hey, I want to buy your product. Are they going to teach me how to use it? Sure. But are they going to teach me what is application whitelisting or are they going to teach me what is zero trust? No. Are they going to teach me what is PAM? No. Are they going to teach me how PAM checks the checkboxes that I need to check on CIS controls, on NIST controls, on CMMC before I go roll out a product that I don't even really understand what it does and what problem I'm trying to solve? So we have to take a step back further than any of the vendors even, even provide an answer for, right? So before we go buy that, that solution from CyberFox, we want to understand what is a PAM solution and how is it going to get me from where I am today to where I need to be to solve for a critical control that an insurance company or an auditor or a regulator is going to require that I have. We need to know what problem we're solving before we just go buy a shiny thing and, and plug it in. And I was guilty of some of that at my MSP. And I think any MSP listening, if you're really honest with yourself, we've probably all done that at some point. Yeah. It, it's almost like the entire industry and all the vendors have taught us how to fill out a line card, but they've never taught us why we're building the line right. card. Right. Like, well, that slows down the sales process. <laughs> it's uh, like when that customer, when your customer, your clients receive that invoice and there's the 20 things that, you know, the tools that you deployed in their environments to help them. It's like, all right, well, why these 20? Why not have 20 other functionalities? You know, forget, even if you're talking about pulling competitors into other line items, it's like, well, why not other areas that are not on this scorecard at all? Well, and the vendors all understand that an educated consumer and the consumer being an MSP in this use case, an, an educated consumer is going to spend more. They're going to buy more product. They're going to do a better job with the product. They're going to have better outcomes with the product. So the end result is going to be better. It's going to be a win for the MSP and it's going to be a win for the vendor. So the vendors are out there investing in, in education. I don't know a single vendor that doesn't have an education portal out there somewhere with some training videos, something on YouTube, so some modicum of we've cobbled together something that constitutes education. We cobble it together at Lifecycle Insights. Um, but what they don't do, and, and for good reason, they don't go too far out of their own platform. They stay in their lane and they teach you the thing that they know and that they know well. 
And where they fail you is to teach you all the things you needed to know leading up to that. They just assume that by the time you got to my doorstep, you knew everything you needed to know to buy and properly utilize that product. That makes a lot of sense. But the other big thing is retention, right? Um, there's some numbers out there that say 94% of employees will stay at, a, at an employer longer if they feel like the employer is invested in their career. Now, I, I, I know what turnover was like at my MSP. Had some real long retention for some good employees who we invested in. We had some other folks who felt like they were, you know, the tier one engineer who's just in the meat grinder and they don't stay very long. And if we could show that tier one engineer that there's a way to a better job, there's a way to a better career, there's a way to a career path, that person might stick around longer and might actually do better for the MSP. So there's a, it's a win-win really when we talk about education. It's not just about buying products and about buying licenses, but it's about upskilling and, and maintaining and retaining um, really good talent in this space because good talent is hard to find where you just don't have enough people to solve for these problems. I'll challenge every business owner listening or anyone who's in a, a management or authority place. If the difference between retaining and losing culturally, culturally fit people for your organization was education and you knew that today, what would you do about it? Would you invest in the education or would you not? Um, one thing I always state to everyone before they become an employee at Finn and even while they're here is as long as we're the opportunity you'd like to pursue, we're all going to be happy. If that changes, that's when you get turnover. And outside of just money, like especially in today's day and age where it's uh, usually remote workforce is offered by most companies here in the U.S., it's all about investment. So what kind of person do they want to be? What kind of skills would they like to gain? And why would they like to do those things? Uh, sometimes just giving them the flexibility to pursue all of that is the is the difference maker between them being happy and unhappy, stagnant versus like explosive personal growth. Yeah, and and when you really look at the folks that an MSP is employing, like the, the hardest part of their job sometimes isn't the technology; it's dealing with the human on the other end, right? So as a we used to tell our our help desk team, like nobody is going to pick up the phone and call you and say, "Hey, man, it's Thursday. Um, everything works great. Uh, we really appreciate you, and just wanted to make sure you were having a good day." That phone call never comes to the help desk. The help desk, it takes irate, annoyed, frustrated, pissed off, some somewhere, some flavor in between a phone call all day, every day. It's not a real rewarding job, right? So do I want somebody who's already um, agitated because they don't feel invested in their career? They don't feel like life is going great. They don't feel like they have a place to go and they just feel like they're, um, you know, living in this, uh, they're the meat shield between the, the pissed off customer and the tier twos and tier threes that work in the organization. Or do I want somebody who feels invested in and who is, uh, appreciates the fact that my company is trying to, to upskill them and make them a better version of themselves and give them someplace to go to, to grow in that career? Turnover at tier one, like if you've ever read a Reddit post on, uh, on MSP employment, um, turnover in tier one is hard. It's high. Um, these guys feel frustrated and burned out all the time. And th- that's, that, that can't be the status quo forever. It can't be. So this, this gap that we just talked about between you know, what does it actually mean to have education versus what vendors are uh, incentivized to teach you? Are there any other gaps that you, Wes, and Kyle see in the educating MSPs market, so to speak? Well, certainly. I think the, the, one of the big things that we're hoping to tackle is the, the loud voices that get heard, right? We have the, and I'm going to use my air quotes for those who are listening, the thought leaders, right? Um, there are some folks out there who would lead you to believe that they know everything there is to know about running an MSP. They can teach you every component of every, every portion of running that business. And that's simply a fallacy. If you're one of those folks, I'm sorry, but there are things that you have a superpower in that you are wonderful at, that you're amazing at. And there are things that you kind of suck at, right? I was a very sales-focused owner, really good at sales. 
Um, I've kind of I've kind of made a name for myself on that side of of the channel. Um, if you wanted to ask me to go out and deploy that that product that you bought, that shiny thing that you bought at the uh, at the trade show, and really understand the the intricacies of the technology and the where it falls in the OSI model and what I'm going to protect in CIS or NIST or whatever, you're probably going to get beyond my skill set pretty quickly. Right? And so what we what we found is that there are a lot of really really good voices who have a really narrow superpower that we'd like to bring to the top. We'd like to bring those folks into the platform and allow them to teach and educate. So you're going to see some people in the platform that. You're going to go, who is that person? I don't even know who that is. And if you listen a little longer, you're going to go, oh, they work for a really large MSP. They run a stable of 50 VCIOs and they understand what it looks like to upscale VCIOs. That's why I'm listening to this person. Because, you know, Alex, who has been, been a VCIO at a one VCIO organization that he also happened to own, probably doesn't know as much as this person who has upscaled 50 VCIOs and manages them day to day. So we want to give the voice to those folks who, who have a little bit of a superpower that maybe isn't sitting in front of a camera and getting people to watch them all day long and, and becoming that popular channel, channel chief or something like that, but actually to give this ability to, to the folks who just have the, the expertise, because there's a lot of expertise uh, in this channel that's kind of buried in a little bit quieter, a little bit more shy folks that we're, we're going to literally approach them and ask them to come teach and educate and upskill on the platform. An example of that that I'd always give is uh, Adam Evans is a guy that's yeah. a wealth of knowledge and was deathly afraid of speaking to people in public. And then when you give him the opportunity, he just opens his mouth and you're like, oh, so we should all be listening to you. We should all listen, right, right. There's, there's a handful of those guys out there. That yeah. you, and the, the deeper we dig, the more we find them. And, um, you know, we've got a guy who's uh, not even really from the channel. He's launching a product in the channel. He's going to come teach an educational course on, um, hey, my client just told me they're getting penetration tested. What the hell do I do now, right? Um, well, first he has to start with what is a penetration test because we're not even sure we know that in this channel, right? Because we have manual penetration tests that have human investment and involvement and we have these automated one-time vulnerability scans and we have 27 different things in between. Um, so we have to learn what those are first. And then we have to learn the questions to ask as an MSP when we find out one of our customers is getting a penetration test and, mm -hmm. and go figure out how to handle it and how to be a, a cooperative and valuable um, recipient of, of that test. And what can we gain and what can we get out of it? And how do we make that a win for us? Um, and so bringing in someone who understands that from the outside and just having them teach it to us instead of us learning it on the fly when we get the phone call um, is going to be incredibly valuable for those MSPs. If, if there's somebody listening to this right now who's on the fence about investing not only their money, but more importantly, their time in educating themselves and educating their uh, technicians or whoever, anyone at any level of their MSP, what would you say, what would you try to convince them with about what kind of transformation they can create inside of their business if they took it seriously? Well, I think it really boils down to um, asking yourself the question, it, does what you did, what, is what you knew in 2020, what solves the problems that you're facing today, right? And that's only a three-year period. It's not been that long. But cybersecurity has moved a lot. Things have changed a ton. Nobody's running... Uh, even just, you know, next gen antivirus anymore, right? We all have 24 seven managed EDR. Um, we have a, 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 a MSSP watching our back and, and 24 seven log reading and monitoring and uh, all of this kind of stuff. The, the world has changed, is changing so fast that if you're not keeping up with it, I would just ask, you know, where do you think your MSP is going to be three more years from now? And if you don't think that education is in the cards and if you don't think that you can justify uh, if you don't think that you can make more money with an educated and up-to-date up up staff, um, I'd really question where you're at. So I'd just say, take a look at it from that perspective. 
Um, empath might not be the solution for everybody. In fact, we're still building the product, so we'll see. But uh, well, once we have a product to show, we'll, we'll be happy to give you a, a, a walk down down that path. But um, you know, I just really think that cybersecurity, especially in technology in general, is changing so fast. If you're not keeping up with it, um, two, three, five years from now, you won't recognize your business, and you'll be the break fix shop of of, nine, of 2018. Yeah, and you'll be the guy getting left behind. You should. Uh, it's almost like you could just state that as we can guarantee the industry will change. Can you guarantee? <laughs> well, everybody comes around and says that the MSP industry has changed forever. And I go, we heard that last year and the year before and the year before that. Like It's like the year of the Linux desktop. It's here every year. <laughs> um, the only real truth is the, that the MSP industry is changing again and it will change again next year and the year after that or the year after. Absolutely. If, um, if folks wanted to learn a little bit more about you, hear a little bit more about Empath or listen to you, Kyle or Wes, ramble on about wonderful subjects where would you suggest that they uh, reach out yeah you can always find me on linkedin i spend a ton of time there alex j farling on linkedin pretty easy to find um not a lot of alex farlings on linkedin to begin with or uh, empathmsp.com you can go over there and sign up for our newsletter and keep in touch with everywhere and everything that we're doing uh, and you can even see the um the current empath platform if you want to log sign up for a demo or something like that and we'll give you a little walk through uh, the platform that we're building and the stuff that'll be released in december and january so might even get you a sneak peek. Awesome. Uh, for everyone listening or watching, we'll have links in the show notes below or wherever they end up in relation to my hands right now. So you can <laughs> connect with Alex. Feel free to connect with Empath and check out what they're doing. Uh, Alex and Wes and Kyle are three people that I've been listening to privately for at least two years at this point. So uh, couldn't have uh, couldn't agree more with your your thoughts on not only education, but some of the stuff y'all are saying about make sure you go find the experts and Know when they're stepping out of their territory, but more importantly, know when they're in their territory. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Awesome. Well, thanks for hopping on an episode of Going Fishing with me, Alex. It was a blast having you. Thanks, Connor. Always fun. Anytime. For those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.